Escape from Plan A. Hey, Plan A listeners, welcome back to another episode of Escape from Plan A. I am your host, Oxford Kondo, and tonight I'm joined by Jess. Hey. And Mark. Hello, everyone. And Diana. Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. So glad to have you. Uh, before we get started, uh, you all know the drill. We've uh, recently launched our Patreon, so please go and subscribe if you want more bonus pods, if you want access to our Discord. And we've got this Writers Fund that we're soon going to use to pay writers. So if you want to support exciting Asian-American writing, become a patron. And of course, if you like us or on a podcast, go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and all those services. Uh, become a subscriber, leave us a great review if you like us, and so forth. All right, and okay, so this uh, tonight's episode uh, was inspired by you, Diana. You recently had this uh, very, um, let's let's very uh, mildly saying interesting story that happened to you at a park. Uh, just take it away, and let's uh, talk about the, our podcast topic. Yeah. Okay. So this is a thing that happened where I was walking um, my friend's dog with my fiance in just like this residential neighborhood and like we've we've been around there multiple times and like we took this dog who's just like this little boston terrier like super cute and not aggressive at all into this um little park in the neighborhood which we've been to multiple times and like there's like signs on the park that say like um like one of them says like no dogs allowed and then another one next to it is like all the park regulations which specifically says like you can have dogs in there if they're leashed and it gives like specific rules for you know like how to take care of the dog when he's in there and you know just like basic like clean up after yourselves so it's like a children's park and so like you know it's like an afternoon and we just go in and like there's um like a woman with her child in there and she's like oh it's fine like you know the dog's leashed you know so like the kid play was with it a little bit and then we just go off on our way like because it's a pretty big park and like the dog is just like peeing on a bush in the park and then this other woman comes up to us with her kid and just starts screaming at me and she's like, do you have kids? Do you have kids? Like, would you want your a dog peeing around your kids? And I was like, yeah, I think that would be fine, <laughs> you know? And then she's like, there's no dogs allowed in this park. You're violating the rules. And I was like, no, I read the the sign. Like, it's fine. And then she, like, it just gets so mad. And she, like, walks away. And I think it's fine, you know? But then, like, a few seconds later, she's, like, at the fence, and she's, like, screaming, like, there's the sign says no dogs allowed, blah, blah, blah. And I just yell back at her, like, lady, like, the other sign clearly says something different. Will you listen to me, you know? And she just, like, keeps screaming, and this other mother, like, um, walks is she, up. Is she in your face, too, or is she just screaming at you? Uh, no, she's just screaming. 
So then the other mother like goes up to her and she's like, oh, yeah, the sign says like no dogs allowed. And I was like, just read the other sign, whatever. You know, it's like it was really annoying me. Um, and these women are both white. Um, and then this other woman who's like a neighbor was like also saying like, well, just like it, it's not allowed or whatever. And so uh Jayan was like let's just go and I was like okay fine you know it like it's not a big deal but then like that first woman was still screaming at me so as I leave I flip her off <laughs> and then she just freaks yeah. out I mean yeah. I hate that <laughs> like who I know it's so annoying um yeah so I f- I flip her off as I'm leaving and then she just gets so mad she's like i'm gonna call the police on you you know and she starts like following us like she walks around to where we are and she just starts following us down the block uh and she keeps screaming like i'm gonna call the police i'm gonna follow you home and find out where you live and then at that point i just like turn around and I stare at her and I wait for her to catch up to me so that she's in my face. And I just say, if you follow me, I will call the police on you, you know. And then she just starts, scre- she just keeps screaming, you know, like, read the sign. Oh, another thing is, like, when she was saying that, she kept saying, can you read? Can you read? And it was just ridiculous. Um, Yeah, and I just feel like, this is one of these instances where it's like super racial, mm-hmm. but nobody says it is, you know, and just like how aggressive this woman was just to begin with. And then when I didn't like immediately do what she wanted, she got fucking enraged. Right. And how like all these other women were there, but instead of being like, oh, maybe you're kind of being. A little crazy here they just like assumed that she she was in her right to do what she said she said she was gonna do you know it's because it's like even if it was just like completely not allowed you know what what is the big deal like dogs pee all over the place like you're not gonna let your kid on a sidewalk that's so stupid and but like all these white women just like were on her side even though she was being completely unreasonable and like just how quickly she went to calling the police like what the fuck was that about and she followed you and also like just sort of like you left the park like a normal human yeah. being would have just sort of let you go yeah yeah and she was just like i'm gonna follow you home so i know where you live so i can like harass you some more later or something i don't know that was like unreal and like the whole thing about how she was like can you read like that was so fucking rude and the weird thing was like she was the one who couldn't speak english like she clearly (laughs) had an accent and she was foreign Uh, (laughs) oh what what kind of accent was it i couldn't really place it i don't know Okay, so it was probably something. I'm gonna guess for some reason like Slavic. If you couldn't quite yeah. place it, because if it was like a obviously like a British accent, you'd you'd recognize it, or or like Western European, I feel like we we recognize it. Uh, for some yeah. reason, I just think somewhere. Actually, I just want to say, uh, uh, Diana, when you were about saying, then I let her get in front of my face, and then I said, did anyone else just like the sound just blanked out for a bit? Did anyone else happen? Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I couldn't catch it. Yeah. 
Okay, because it happened to me, and I thought like the computer was censoring what you said then, because it was so just like so explicit. Like, wow, even this, even this call is <laughs> so X-rated. Is there, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I guess um, until we edit this part, I I still won't know what you said. I'm sure it was quite badass, but yeah. Actually, when you first okay. told me that story um, yeah. about the the dog piss, I was quite surprised. I mean, like white people are the, are the people who like kiss their dogs and stuff, right? It's like uh, right. a little dog piss. I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like dog piss is like a, an ingredient in their, you know, kombucha. I, I think I saw that <laughs> in the store recently. So it's a little dog piss. Like, well, who cares? It's, it's good for the immune system, I bet. So I have a question, Diana. So in this interaction, because you're with your fiance, uh, shout out to Jayoung. Mm-hmm. Um, was she yelling at you or him? Like, could you t- tell? Was it directed at one of you more in particular? Well, uh, she initially came up to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think she was talking directly to me. Okay. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the thing with these interactions. Um, if it's a woman, they they go for the woman. Like there's a there's a mm-hmm. both like a gender and a race thing at play. It's it, it works out in re- really weird ways. So I think she was definitely picking on you in particular. Yeah, and I th- I I feel like if I was with a white guy, she would not have done that. Oh yeah, probably not. That throws like yeah. so there's like so many like interesting what ifs, right? What if so you were walking the dog, not Jiayoung? Mm, I don't remember. I think he actually had him on the leash. Oh, but she still chose to yell at you. Yeah. That's really that's, weird. That's even more interesting. Yeah. You weren't even walking the dog. And you were just like it was just obvious that you guys were right. like together and with the dog. And she still she still chose to come up to you, and then the the um the actions of the other white women isn't very surprising to me. Like what they're gonna do is not escalate, but they're not gonna de-escalate, and they're sort of just gonna like kind of be on the side of the other woman, but they're not right. gonna do anything really. Um, but they'll be there if like the cops actually came, they would have actually like stepped in to like support the other woman. Yeah, they would have been like, oh, well, you know, this person was getting aggressive because she flipped her right, off. Right, They would have lied, Yeah, uh, basically. Uh, how old were these women? I mean, if they had, like, young kid, they couldn't be that old, right? Late 30s, early 40s. Like soccer moms, right? Do they look like suburban moms, just like soccer moms? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gave them something new to talk about in between talking about their latest juice cleanse <laughs> or whatever Goop is selling. That's, <laughs> that's right, that's I'm, right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, and it's just, it's, um, it's very interesting that the woman who was the most aggressive and wouldn't mm-hmm. let it go, uh, was the one who was, uh, very, um, that was identifiably foreign or immigrant. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like, and this goes to like, I think a podcast we're going to do on this, but it goes to what you're talking about, Jess, about like the loyalty. And I think we've like all been sort of percolating around this, but the idea that I think it, sort of makes sense that the woman who's got an accent uh, would actually go after you, Diana, harder because maybe she's trying to, like, I don't know, maybe she feels like um, she feels less secure in her place, so she has to sort of toe the line and the rules herself, and then she gets upset when, like, she feels that someone is getting away with it. Oh, uh, totally. And, and it's like yeah. almost like a loyalty. It's sort of like a it's her show of loyalty to the country or, like, to the neighborhood, that she's she's doing well that. on her way. If that's uh, if you, she understands the racial hierarchy here, then it's about who you shit mm-hmm. on. Uh, Diana, I have, a, I have a question for you. In in a case like that, uh, like what should like your like if you 
what do you want your male, like whether it's like friend or, you know, boyfriend or fiance, like what should like the men do? Because teen said something um, to, I, I think uh, Mark, you were there when, when he like told the story too, but there, there have been incidents yeah. in which he's run into these kind of situations uh, with like white women who, uh, you know, just like do stupid shit. And then uh, he said that, I, right. I forgot if it was his sister or uh, someone else, but told him that in those situations, the man should just stay out because there's no way that you can win. You either be the jerk yelling at a woman or I, I guess that's the only thing that you, whether you're right or wrong, you'll still be the man yelling at a woman or something. So in, in a situation like that, for, I guess for all the guys out there, what's what's like, what should we do? Well, I think first of all, just like know that this is like a racially charged situation like and second probably like call out the white woman in like a very very calm voice like you're being very rude like that's not how you talk to somebody or say something kind of passive aggressive to show that you are on you know the right side you know to not just like back down completely or be like oh maybe she's right oh no don't, like, do don't let them don't win oh yeah don't do that <laughs> yeah yeah just like um kind of call out the situation for what it is you know in like the most uh in the most calm way possible mm-hmm. so i guess like be a good sidekick that's probably the best role that you can play kind of like, just, just uh yeah like a best look is either um, like his holding his woman back, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, 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 do you mean holding his woman's back or holding his woman back? Because, because uh, you know the the trope of you know the the guy who like doesn't want to fight, but you know like tells his friend to hold me back, you know, so that I don't actually fight. Because then you know I don't want to, I don't want to scrap. But so do you want like do you mean like hold your woman back or hold her back, like have her back, like have her back, and like he mm-hmm. has. The proper space for him is to is to back up um, his woman in this case. Yeah, um, totally without agree with like inciting, not like inciting, right? Um, so I remember once uh, this is again like dog related. <laughs> Got them um, dogs. I yeah. <laughs> so many stories. This is just gonna turn into yeah. a dog story pod. Dogs and racism. <laughs> hey, people um, like that. So I was I was walking with uh, my dog and she was very young. She was still kind of a puppy at that point, and it's a it's an open trail. And there weren't any signs or anything about... Some of the trails say very clearly dogs have to be on a leash or dogs aren't allowed. This was nothing like that. This is just an open, like, mm-hmm. st- stretch of an existing trail. Um, so she's exuberant. She's not violent, She's but she's very happy and she's off leash. And this is one of the few places in this whole city that I could actually let her work off her energy uh, off leash like that. So, um, so abruptly, like a white woman turns the corner and then my dog just runs up to her like, oh my God, hey, a person, I love you. <laughs> uh, and then just start, it gets, it just gets really like exuberant, uh, around her. Uh, and this woman just flips her shit. Like all of a sudden, um, she's like, you can't have dogs here. You can't, you know, do this. You can't do that. This vicious animal. I'm going to call animal, animal control and have her put down. Like, I'm like, Okay, lady, you are in. Okay, first of all, you're if you're that uptight, you are a white woman walking at dusk in an abandoned trail, right? You should be worried about other <laughs> things, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, 
What, did you get over your well, fear of getting raped by yeah. brown people and now you're harassing me and my dog? Like, what? <laughs> you uptight well, bitch. And, yeah. And and your your breed of dog tends to um, incite fear in people, too. Yeah. So. Uh, but, like, look, you go into an, an off-the-road trail like that, you, you kind of do have to just accept that you're not, you're no longer in Malibu getting catered to right. uh, hand and foot. So I'm going at it. I'm going after her too because I'm not. I like no. You're not gonna. You're not gonna threaten to have my dog put down and not get an earful. Oh, from that's me. awful. Sorry. She said that. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna have this. Oh I'm God. gonna have this violent animal put down for you know, uh, like what you know, whatever. Um, and that's I'm just awful. in her face and I'm yelling at her and she can't. Like I'm gonna. And she gets racial too, right? Like I think she went through the entire like handbook, like you know, like go back to China. You know, we don't do that shit here. And like, <laughs> well, okay, you want, like, okay, you want to get you want to get racial on me? I'm gonna get right back at your fat trailer trash ass, Ooh, right? Dang. That's right. Ooh, burn. And then what happened? And then uh, my boyfriend. Uh, was a little behind us, and he abruptly, like, he came running because he's hearing, like, you know, shouting, basically. Uh, and what was weird is she immediately switched from me to him. Like, as soon as it was made clear that, like, we were together, uh, she started yelling at him, like, you need to, you know, you need to get control over this situation, and we don't do this shit in this country, and you gotta, like, you gotta handle this shit. Um, like, she completely ignored me. And I'm like, look, look, bitch. You're mad at me and my dog. You are dealing with me. You are not dragging well, she, this other person into it. And he, like, my boyfriend's like, lady, you have just got to calm the fuck down. Which, of course, set her off even more. Of course. Uh, but, but like, this is instinctive on my part, too. Like, there is no way that a, a fight can escalate between a middle-aged woman and a man. Right? Like, at all. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. What? In a completely isolated situation, when it when it could turn into a he said she said, right? If it came down to that, you just can't do that. Um, so the only way to get through this was through me. Like I had to either take it on myself to de-escalate or like win, fucking win over this woman. Like there is no. And I place think the woman for... knows that too. The woman knows that too. Yeah, so that's why she's going after him. So, like, the proper sp- and the proper space for my boyfriend at that point, he's like, you know what? I have her back. And this is what he's like, I have her back. Whatever she said to you, consider, consider me in agreement with, th- with that. Uh, and this woman just kind of like, she just started walking away, right? Like, shouting behind her periodically, like, fuck you, or this is America. Uh, like, uh, yes, I know this is America. Why? Why do you think I'm on oh, a back boy. road away from a trail? Because I didn't want to see you people, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but like, that's that's just how it plays plays out. It gets so, it's especially when it's you know a little isolated. When it's uh, it gets so it gets so tense so quickly. It just escalates over nothing. It also de-escalates like like nothing too. It just it's really hard for me to understand how these situations play out. Um, it's like it just gets really intense all of a sudden and then it just goes away. But yeah, just I mean, that's a long winded way of saying like the prop there there is no way for a man to actually be able to intervene in a way that comes across uh like well overall. Did you guys see that video on Twitter that was circulating, I think, a couple days ago? Um it's uh it's these two brown guys 
um, getting chased around like a parking lot by these two like Amazonian white women. Amazonian. These women are like six feet tall. Yeah, they're like each six feet tall, wearing wow. like four inch heels, and they're you know they're solidly built women, right? Like, uh, and they're chasing around these two slim, like relatively slim uh, brown guys with a camera on them. The guys are the women are going after the men, like slapping them. And then like the guys are like they have their hands up. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're just we're trying to get away from the situation, like talking to the camera. Like you can see clearly I'm trying to get away. These women are coming after us. Um, What what was the context? What was happening? I don't know. I because I don't see uh, there was a longer video that I didn't uh, that I didn't see. Um, but it just looks like maybe like I don't I really don't know how it started because the video just starts at um, like uh, like when they already have already confronted each other and you just see like a minute of these blonde women just running around after like swinging handbags and punching and slapping and then finally like at the very end you see one of the guys drop them. You like, mean, like, like punch a, them? like a kick. <laughs> what punch? Well, them? I think it was a kick. It wasn't a punch, but it was like one, and then the woman just went down. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, but like, oh but no! You, if you watch the video, like she's so fucking had it coming, right? Like it was obscene. Oh, yeah, but that could have been cut, and it's just like the last yeah. two seconds yeah, of him totally. kicking and that's that woman. The thing. And yeah, that's the thing. It's just not a good look. It's you watch it and you feel like you have to understand that it's a completely rational thing. But at the end of the day, that's still a man, like, decking a woman. It, it could have been cut, and it, it would have been put on, like, fortune. It'd be, like, a jihadist guy, uh, you know, rapist abusing abusing our Aryan princess kind of thing. Um, I was going to say, like, I, I know it's possible to be about, you know, neighborhood racism, but do you want to just talk about, I guess, like, shitty white women? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, well, I mean, I anywhere, think it's related. That's, <laughs> you know? I... I Here's the thing. I feel like with like neighborhood racism, you know, like that's enacted by like white, like women and children. Yeah, that's a good point. Whereas yeah. like in the workplace, yeah, it's enacted by the men. Yeah, because now that my friends are having children, um, they're starting to see, um, they're starting to see that dynamic play out in like the mommy and me groups or playground, uh, little cliques. And if you think about it, that's that's where all this shit gets learned. Both yeah, by definitely. you totally. know people of color and white people, um, this is the, this is where it all starts in these in these interactions that you have in childhood. I was reading Slate magazine and there was a Dear Prudy, I think from last week or the week before. Uh, it's a white woman. I'm pretty sure it's a white woman. There's no way it's not. Who's writing in to talk about how her son is part of this little gang of uh, four white boys? Uh, bullying. Oh, I saw the headline. I didn't read it. The brown yeah. kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Oxford, you you saw that. So it's uh, but it's they're only bullying what her son calls the brown boy at school. The, the parents fuck? seem pretty conscientious. You know, like this is. I know this is not okay. I also don't want to. Uh, I also don't want to. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to jeopardize. You know, quote the brown kids. Uh, you know status at school or get him in trouble when we already know that you know they people of color get disproportionately punished starting at a very very young age for this stuff uh but at the same time she has raised a son who knows to pick on who knows to pick on the other already and she's talking about this this i think the son is very young still like may not e- not not even 10 right like maybe even like seven or eight. Oh, that's that's old enough 
that's old enough to gang up with other white kids and then get, bully the brown boy. And she said she doesn't know how they, she's like, oh, I have no idea how they even came across like terminology like that. How did they think about, you know, the brown boy? I'm uh-huh. like, bitch. That's uh-huh. such bullshit. She's calling him the brown boy. She has no idea. She has no, like, we didn't, we didn't teach him to be like this. And, and like, <laughs> yes, you did. Obviously you did. Anyone here watch Big Little Lies? No. Um, no. No. Oh, never mind. I just started watching that show, and it, it's all about these very, like, high-powered, uh, you know, high-strung white moms living in this, like, Silicon Valley adjacent community. Oh, is, uh, Jill- is, is Jillian Anderson in that? Yeah, it's like Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, it's like basically every yeah. every white actress in Hollywood that's like, you know, f- like kind of like 40, 50s in it. Uh, but no, these are like all these like very petty, just like horrible white ladies using their their kids as pawns to, you know, deal with their unresolved Ugh. issues from high school, bullying and all that. It's it's actually I enjoy the show very much, but it's it's like if the kids are learning it, they're like learning it from these people. <laughs> so it's like Yeah. So there's no way it's not propagated right, you know, in that. Sp- I think it's just so irresponsible. Like that lady, like forget about whatever emotional like baggage she brings into it. She did this in front of her child. Yeah. Like fuck her for yep. that, right? And it's funny though. So like we go back, we're talking about like what's the proper role for the man when when stuff like this goes down. And I guess the consensus answer is that the dude should just have, you know, their ladies back. And I agree with that. But in a situation where, like, you know, there's a there's a conflict and one side is right and one is wrong. So let's say, like, Diana, you had a kid, too, you know, and and the the same situation happened. And let's say, like, the lady who was yelling at you, her her husband or boyfriend was there. Like, the situation is going to happen. Right. And like, let's say both dudes sort of have the the side of their woman on this. And like the kids are going to look at what happened and no one's going to be corrected, right? So, like, the woman who was screaming at you and was clearly in the wrong, you know, her kid is going to learn, you know, my mom is right and, you know, fuck that, you know, that 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 Chinese woman or whatever in her family. And, like, what happens then? Like, I, I don't, I, you know, I just don't know how that... Because the lessons are learned, but it's like, how do how does the lesson not be learned in that bad way? Um, and, and could the man or anyone else sort of come in and sort of check one side and be like you know let's say the husband of the lady who was screaming at you like would it would he have been right or would he be unjustified and sort of step in and saying like honey you're being unreasonable or no, is he not allowed to do that uh, you know I, I, th- I think he's allowed to do that i think men can be limited peacekeepers yeah. or or like de-escalators in a situation like mm-hmm. that but uh so yeah that's i i wouldn't i wouldn't get set off by that right Okay, no, I'm, it's just one. I'm just asking. Yeah, I feel like it's more from my perspective. You know, if I'm being attacked unjustly, and the per- and the guy that I'm with is like, oh, you know, like just, 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 you know, back down. Yeah. Like, like that's a situation that's not good. But if, if it's like a guy feels like a woman is being unreasonable, like they should like especially if it's like a white guy like they should be they it should be incumbent on them to to be peacemakers in that situation i I feel that way too i just i I don't i just didn't you know i just wanted to ask because i would i would actually be very disappointed if you know some dude just came in and was like blindly 
supportive of his his wife or or girlfriend when you know if it was in my opinion that he saw what was going on and could have been like look like you know we need to walk away because you're wrong like i'd be very disappointed in that dude yeah i feel like if i had a kid the main lesson i would want them to learn is to not back down like be reasonable but like not back down and not just like give your rights away i mean it's contextual right but i mean on principle i'm a big believer in nonviolence, right Mm -hmm. you can hear the butt Mm -hmm. coming um, but like okay look if it's my kid and he's getting bullied and one day he comes home and he's like you know what I got suspended because I fucking dropped the kid who was abusing me like who was bullying me I'd be like cool right we're gonna party for a couple days then right that's right uh, that's right uh, yeah. so there's like there's a time and there's a place for everything like you can if you want to de-escalate and you want to walk away that has to be from a position of strength not weakness you have to disengage because you feel it's not worth your effort and you're not losing like some some part of your soul by doing so but you can't do it because you're just you know like you're afraid of that other person or uh some you know you're just it's some insecurity on your part that's holding you back like that's a position of weakness and i think that'll just eat away at you for a long time like the stuff you don't do in situations like that sometimes i think causes more trauma than the stuff you do do because I don't know about you guys, if there's an interaction, uh, an unpleasant one, I'm thinking about it for days after. Like, what could I, what could I have said different? And it just sucks when, like, a day later, I come up with a perfect comeback. Like, <laughs> like oh, a stanza. Fuck. Like a stanza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but I think I totally agree that, like, it's always, I think it's better to err on the side of standing your ground and standing up for yourself. Because, I, I, like you were saying, Jess, I've only really regretted not standing up for myself. Mm, yeah. uh, and yeah. you know alright so uh, we've been talking about uh, instances in which uh, white women are pretty explicitly uh, vi- you know, violent whether like verbally or physically but uh, I think there's also a very interesting um, discussion when it's much uh, it's a bit more dialed back the kind of like everyday thing and it, it just makes me think of a, a story I, I that was recently told to me by an Asian woman so she had worked abroad in Asia uh, for a bit, and there she was uh, for a while living with uh, roommates, one of whom was an Asian guy, and then one was uh, like a mixed-race Asian woman, and one was a white woman. And then she told me that the, the Asian dude uh, explicitly kind of went out of his way to be like extra chivalrous to the to the white woman and she and the and the, <laughs> the mixed race asian woman definitely noticed this and it really pissed them off as it should have and i also learned later that this this asian guy um who had uh, i mean like the thing was he was like uh, in a serious relationship with another asian woman but i think at the time they had been kind of broken up he was like hooking up with this other white woman not not the, the roommate but somebody else so I, I'm just wondering, uh, in a situation like that, where when, like, do like Asian women pick up on that kind of stuff? Where, wait, wait, wait. So hooking up, hooking up like he's he has like a friend with benefits situation. I guess something like that. Other... I um, you know, I don't I don't want to delve into too much. Something person- sexual. Yeah, yeah, something sexual. So I, I'm just thinking, if you if you're like an Asian woman and you got like these like shitty white women acting this way to you, and and you see this from like Asian guys, is there some kind of sense among like asian women or any like women of color that you know we can't really trust 
men of color because they're just going to cape for these white girls when if they get a chance. Because I think that there is this like mutual distrust, right, between both men of color and women of color that, oh, you know, if the other people, they get a chance, they're, they're going to like kind of undercut us. So I, I just wanted to pose that, especially to you, Jess and Diana, because I think like it's I, I think when you got a white lady, uh, you know, screaming at you, can you read the sign and all that, um, you know, that stuff's like easily condemnable. But when you have like these more subtle social dynamics, how does that play out? I feel like, f- yeah, for me, um, somebody like that. I can pick up on it really easily, really quickly, so it wouldn't even get to the point of, like, um, being interested in them or being friends with them. Much less disappointed. Like, you just don't get to that point. You can't be disappointed by this person because you're expecting it. Right. I'm just like, oh, you're one of those people. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) But what if it were at a scale where you, like, couldn't just ignore it? Um, Because I think uh, for, like, Asian guys, I think that's what we feel like, like yeah we would ignore because i think it you know it happens to us too when we see like an asian woman uh just kind of like you know treating white guys better than they do uh, asian guys or any other non-white guy for that matter and yeah if we could just ignore it we would but then it feels like for us we see it a lot and we we can't just tune it out um mark what are what are your thoughts do, do you think like what do you think like is it easy for like asian guys to tune that out um I don't think so. I mean, just going from my personal experience, um, I, maybe, maybe, you know, I don't want to rely on too many gendered stereotypes, but I think for dudes, um, at least for myself and my friends and people I've, I've seen and known, um, they're much more likely to like overlook or maybe not even consciously notice some of that stuff where like you could, you know, a woman or notice that a woman is, giving like white dudes more of a chance than, than other people or, or sucking up to them. So there's, I think it's more likely that uh, like an Asian dude will start to, f- you know, have some desire for that person. And then uh, if it's that obvious that she's like that, um, then it, it's more likely that, you know, there's that feeling of disappointment or like, Oh yeah, another woman like that. So I think it's more likely for men to, to, <laughs> to fall into that trap. Um that that's just how I feel about it. Um, for me, I I, uh, I I haven't ever thought about it in those terms before. Like, at what point would it um be too tough to ignore? Because I don't ignore it, <laughs> uh, right? Like, I can see. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, what I do about it might. Please tell that is, story is, about that dinner thing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, this is this is a handful of years ago. Uh, I met dinner with a very good friend of mine that I've known since middle school. Um, her husband, who was who was Asian, they're both Asian, uh, and um, a white couple uh, who was uh, the husband. The white husband is was a colleague of my friend's husband. Uh, it's and it was him and his wife, and we all went out to dinner. Um, and it was it was really strange. So it's my good friend and it's her husband. So I mean, I've hung out with both of them quite a bit over the years, and it was just so shocking to see that, that this evening uh, see a side to him that I had never suspected was in him this entire time. Um, the, the entire evening, we were at a very uh, high end restaurant here in L.A. Uh, and I th- and I'll get back to that because I think this was a very conscious maneuver on on. Um, my friend's husband's part. I'll just call him Tim, um, for just to be for brevity. 
Um, so the entire evening, he's he's pulling out all the stops in laying on the charm and the wit and social grace on this white couple. Uh, so it starts from the from the very beginning. Uh, like he he opens the the car door for his for Tim's wife. You know, coat. You know, takes her coat. You know, and there were a stairs leading down into the dining room. So he offered her his arm. Um, and then, uh, so it starts, and we're, and like, what the hell? I had no idea because he's kind of a shy, reserved person. And we, when we all hung out, he kind of tended to be a little bit uh, aloof, and certainly, like, he's witty and he's very, very intelligent. But we just never saw that kind of suave side to him very often. Um, like we saw it occasionally, like you know, but like, it, like he just pulled out all the stops uh this evening just like dot, like focused on his like Tim's wife his colleague's wife um and it it, it was so strange to see that play out i i mean he's taking he takes control of the entire situation basically like he he obviously shows that he knows his wines he's cultured in his taste in food um none of that was surprising i'd already known that about uh, about him uh, but just to see him display it all on the table so blatantly was was a bit shocking. And I knew my friend picked up on it because she was kind of slowly retreating from the conversation, like kind of looking down, just looking a little nervous. I mean, you know someone long enough, you know when they're upset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So, um, you know, at, at some point halfway through the dinner, uh, Tim gets up to smoke, uh, like, you know, like a I don't know, like a dinner intermission, basically. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, Let us retire to the smoking room, gents. <laughs> the uh, yeah. dinner had and an then, intermission. Uh, it, <laughs> okay. Kind of. Like, it's... You know what? Like, like you go to a fancy restaurant and they have, like... A, they have timed, uh, like, courses and everything. So, you know... And there's, like... There is a, a time in the middle for a quick break. So I catch... I catch Tim by the bathrooms and i'm like you are not this is not okay uh like i see you charming uh your colleague and his wife and that's great and i and i'm glad you're having a good time but you need to show some of that attention back to your wife um and first he's like oh no no, this this is fine and then like i press him like no you're not going to get away with this whole like i'm making this shit up like gaslighting nonsense uh i don't say that you know but like like you're not getting away with it and ultimately, when pressed, he just says, you know, she's not expecting it because we're all Asian. No, it was just such bullshit. I was like, oh, fucking bullshit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wait. What does he mean by that? Does he think what that, he like, that the white couple is... variations of this. Like, it's some assumption that the baseline to interact with white people requires white glove treatment. Right? So that's kind of like, like, that, um... So that's the baseline that's that he's going to the situation with. That because they're white, they need to be treated, you know, according to white rules, which somehow involves like the most elaborate white glove treatment that whiteness has to offer. That's ridiculous. Uh, whereas with us, we're Asians, so we're kind of we're in the family, you know. He can be a little more casual. That's a little crazy. Bit more, uh, a little bit more, you know, aloof, a little, you know, dismissive and, uh, you know, yeah, kind of sits, sits back and takes it easy a little. What I find interesting about that is if, like, the guy who was treating the other man's wife that way was actually white, like, the 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 white guy would have been, like, 
broke. Oh yeah, he would have been so like he would have been threatened. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it was weird to watch that. Like, I, I to to his credit, like it never crossed a line, right? Like you would never be able to say he was flirting. Like not even like there wasn't even an undercurrent. But he was completely laying on. He's putting on, you know, he's showing off how high class he is, right? Like name dropping, place expensive places to go, things like this. Uh, the colleague uh, starts talking about this particular wine he wants to order, and Tim is like, no, 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 that's fucking garbage. You don't want that, right? You want, like, Chateau whatever the fuck, right? <laughs> um, like, what what is that term in, like, pickup artistry? Like, uh-huh. amogging? You know, like being yeah, the alpha yeah. well, male. Alpha of male the other guy, but that, are you saying this was oh, an yeah. instance of that? I think so. Like, really laying on, like, really laying on his, uh, like, he's really showing off how cultured he is, how, you know, how well, how much money he has. It's like the Michelin star version of amogging, yeah. Yeah, sort of, but I mean, and like, both men and women do this, like, they display status through their partner, right? Like, through the opposite gender. Um, so in this case, he was he was displaying it not necessarily to his colleague, but to the colleague's wife. Like that was the vector by which he was, you know, making sure everyone at this table understood that he was the alpha dog of the situation. Was his was his colleague like at the same level as he was? Was he like senior I really to don't him? Know. I really don't so know. Weird. I don't think it was senior from the way he was like flexing on the guy. I really don't think it was senior. I think it was, it might have been a new, like a relatively new colleague who was brought in from someplace else. And it was on him to kind of like, like, you know, get him familiar and just, you know, befriend him. There's all sorts of psychological analysis we could do on this because it's not just the like racial aspect we're talking about here um, with sort of the dynamic like diana you're pointing out where it's sort of like if um the white guy if there's a white guy white guy crime uh (laughs) it would be a lot more tense um and and also just the like you know the the neglect that he's showing to his wife like like you're saying just that like he doesn't really show this to anybody (laughs) like maybe sprinkles here there and then like to a stranger basically He's showing like all of the, that he's what he's capable of, but he doesn't care enough about his wife to show it to her. <laughs> he's showing yeah, it like it was weird. Like we had went to dinner before, and like you know, like he, his wife will order for him because he'll just yeah, he'll because he'll just be like yeah, I don't care. Yeah, just whatever you think is good. Um, right. right, and and uh, then just the idea but, that like he because <laughs> I almost feel like he's doing it to sort of try to intimidate. His colleague to be like, yeah. I'm the I'm the number one on this team. I know we're all equals, but I'm number one amongst equals. And like, don't yeah. try to like just know where your place is. And it's like, you, yeah. there's so many layers to this interaction. Uh, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, kind of like stabbing, you know, my steak. Yeah, like, this is the most Cause, awkward. Because his wife, his ever. Tim's wife, is your friend, right? Yeah, and, and what he said about we're both uh, Asian, like, I assume they were both Asian-American, or maybe they're like 1.5 yeah. gen or something. Both second generation. But, so, so does that mean, like, it's a genetic thing? Like, even if you were raised in America, you, you're just, like, genetically predisposed to, 
uh, you know, be, be inclined to like Asian, um, I guess, uh, romantic values, whatever the fuck that is. I mean, I <laughs> I read the like some like Asian history, like people like start wars over women and stuff. You know, it's, it, we're not all just like robotic, uh, you know, people with no feelings and stuff. You know, there's some like real, real like uh, you know, passionate shit that goes on. But I, what, what does he oh, yeah. mean by that? It's like, it's like, <laughs> like, I think he means it's a total. It's it's a a it's. It's basically saying that since we're all Asian, we have enough of an understanding with each other oh, bullshit. that we don't need That's to stand like... on ceremony. And if a, it's fucking bullshit because we grew up in the late '90s. We came of age went with K dramas, right? Because, because, like, okay, because it goes both ways, right? Because you, you got like say like the the Asian girls will be tell tell to guys like, oh, you know what? Like, you're like a brother to me. We don't have, I, you know, I don't have to like. Uh, you know, act like flirty or sexy around you. That's like I gotta do that around white guys. But uh, without with you, you know, we're we're like cousins basically. Uh, e- even if they are like romantically interested, like we, I don't have to do that. Like I mean, that, that's like bullshit then, and it's bullshit now when the when the guys are mm-hmm. telling telling the women where like I don't have to you know pull out all the stops for you because we're both Asian. You know, we're comfy. Like what the fuck is that? It's just <sighs> bullshit. I mean, it's bullshit because if you, I mean, we all grew up watching Korean dramas, and like. You want to you want to model for Asians treating each other with you know over you know romancing each other like the buck stops there basically uh, like what are you talking about we're all Asian so we don't need to be doing this shit yeah there's just I think I think Asian Americans are just stunted in that regard in that I mean it's that fucking immigrant time warp again we we still think like yeah. our parents from like the 60s or 70s you know military dictatorship era of courtship if we think that holds. Uh, meanwhile, you, you go to, like, Asia now, it's the most, almost, like, sickening displays of, like, PDA. Everyone's wearing, like, couple t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's holding hands. Even, like, friends, you know, like, women and men, you know, holding hands with each other. Everyone has to, you know, keep a photo of each other in their wallets and stuff. It, it's, like, it's almost <laughs> out of control, An, actu- you know? an actual yeah. photo? I mean, I, oh was, my God. I, I took the subway for, for the first time in a long time here you now. And then the... I, I, I just loved seeing this young Asian couple, um, and they were practically like just doing it in the subway, <laughs> right? Like, nice. <laughs> like, nice. On the, like I was like, yeah, yeah, go for, like you go for it, like, like honey, be careful, <laughs> use protection. Um, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that's hilarious. Your your one thought was really not like don't do it. It was really just use protection while you're doing it like just go at it like, yeah <laughs> you know like that in was nine your months, thought i'm fully expecting to see like some news clip about you know gold line chen guess where he was conceived right yes, like in the bart <laughs> um yeah i'm always trying to like hump jayang in public places <laughs> But he he's like yeah, I, I think it. he's a bit more reserved well, than you, you did are, it, you right? did it in our you yeah. did it in our so, apartment uh, too. You know, sexuality. I don't know. I caught some stuff there. I don't know. He's sneaky. <laughs> he's sneaky. Yeah. He he's like yeah, she'll, un- she'll unlock that side. I have I have faith in you, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly working my way. But yeah. So so I'm sorry. So Jess, you mentioned that he said that this is the way like they expect something along the lines of like this is what they how they expect to be treated in referral to his white colleagues right is that something that like he basically something said something like that yeah i something mean this like was that, a long right? time ago so i can't recall exactly but i know the impression that i came away with which is like this is how they expect to be treated uh-huh. 
versus this is how we treat each other, right? We meaning between us Asians. And it's like, bullshit, that line does not exist. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, there are two things, right? One, for me, it's obviously like, why do you have that feeling about white people? Uh, and, and I think to me, it seems to, um, it, it betrays his feeling of like inferiority or his, um, insecurity around like the white people. And he feels like he needs to do more. And as someone, as an adoptee who grew up amongst, you know, in a white family amongst a ton, a shit ton of white people in a town that's like, you know, 85% white or whatever, like, there's no expectation of, of any sort of treatment, special or not. Like, they're going to treat each other shitty. They're going to treat everyone, you know, the, each other nice. It's a whole gamut of shit. So, like, I never understood the Asian American, like, the common Asian American thought that, like, somehow white people treated themselves better than, like, every other every other group does, like, internally. They don't. Yeah, like, it's, it's just, weird. It feels you know, I like just don't something get it. like somebody who is Asian in Asia and has never actually been to America would say. Because like that's kind of how like like an Asian, you know, tour company Maybe. would treat <laughs> white people. But like yeah, here, yeah. like no. I mean, okay, so I understand up to a point, right? Like if it's a work colleague, uh like Asians do get shafted, Asians do get pigeonholed and stereotyped. So the pressure is real, and especially for men, I, I that part of what he was doing that night, I actually have complete sympathy with. And I was actually, I, I liked seeing him flex on this relatively mediocre bumblefuck, you know. Oh, you mean about couple. like the wine and the food and yeah, sure. Wait, wait, uh, Jess, can you be a bit more specific on that? Um, just, just to clarify, like what were you proud of him for specifically? That he's able to, like that he displayed mastery over his social context i see as like an asian man as an asian man right uh this you know he's completely obliterate obliterating any chance to hint that he's some grateful awestruck you know hillbilly yellow hillbilly um who feels fortunate to be dining you know in valhalla or something right he's showing that he he this is his rightful place he understands knows and is a master over this particular context, right? He was not there to take shit from anybody. But he could have uh, done that while treating his woman that's like the, thing. the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like if he d- did all the things that he did, yeah. If he did everything he did at that for that white couple, or more accurately, at that white couple, <laughs> and he was the able to that do shit. that same. Yeah, and he was able to extend that same grace, courtesy, and like chivalry to his own wife. Uh, I would have zero to say about this. It'd be like, yeah, this this guy knows his shit, and he's going places. It's it's the hypocrisy that he was doing it for one one woman at the table, and not you know his own fucking wife. And they're, and they're they're blaming the yeah. race thing, and they're blaming their race for it, saying, "Oh, we're Asian." We're, we're falling like, back on like, it. Like she doesn't expect gender- that because you know we're all Asian. Yeah. Like, look, okay, look, she fell in love with you. We all like, you know, who you, who we thought you were. You know, we all liked you for that, right? But then mm. to turn around and, and show that you're, you're willing to go this extra huge step, um, for, for relative, for strangers, mm. like, mm-hmm. fuck that. Yeah. It, like, like, obviously, a... you knew your shit, right? Like, there, yeah. Just, or even just at that table, like, if it's all just a put on, put on the act. 
equally. Like show your show your wife that same level of chivalry. Yeah, or just show it to your wife. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. even need to show it to the white woman. Like she will yeah. see him showing that to his wife and be like, "Shit, why don't you do that?" You know? That would have been the flex of all flexes. Yeah, honestly. But I mean, it, it's funny you mentioned that cuz partway through the dinner, um like, you could see this woman, this white woman was getting so charmed by the act. Like, this, like she's getting, it's working on her um, at an uncomfortable <laughs> level. Um, and she, like, at some point she just leans over and, like, playfully slaps her husband's arm. And he's like, why can't you do that, right? Oh, my um, God, no, that did not happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh and the, my and the God. guy, like, he's just this bumbling, kind of chunky dude, you know, he just kind of throws his hand and, like, look, I, I don't got what Tim's got. Um, oh, I and like, and like everyone's laughing, but it's like, no, but I don't know. Like, he probably got promoted uh-uh. before Tim. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, yeah, don't, like, everyone's don't feel laughing, bad for this guy. but I'm like, oh God, I, hmm, this is, this is weird. Um, it's just like, you, you can do, you can, you can do all of this and sort of like show that you know your thing and include your wife or make her sort of like your partner in playing host. And you can, yeah. you don't even need to have her sort of participate directly, but you can do it with like a wink and a nod and you can sort of include her in the jokes that you're making and you can do all these things and make her your partner in this. And so that she knows that yeah. like, you know, you're the one that you're going to go home with and that you're with. And it just yeah. seems like he didn't do that. And he, and, and obviously with all the other stuff, it's even, that's like the, worst part <laughs> you guys ever catch yeah. yourself in well, i guess what they would call a code switching moment um i think this is most obvious when you're talking to kind of like an older white person you kind of sure. adopt yeah. a, like a different even like intonation like like stuff you might think is kind of lame but you know they're really for example if you like just on opera or some some shit like that um and then this like if there's like an older white person like oh yeah i love like pavarotti or something you're like oh yeah yeah i just you know well obviously he's he's, he's dead so you can see him <laughs> but you, you start talking about shit that you, you normally would not talk about because you you, you want to you know just you know be at what their wavelength and I, I think this guy just just like couldn't figure out where because I mean, we all do it there's nothing like too wrong about it as long as you don't go sure, overboard I mean... but then but then he like totally neglected his his wife which was you know bullshit so yeah you guys ever ca- catch yourself in those kind of moments yeah we yeah. all do that that's just yeah, like being course. polite you know i mean i mean I, I don't know um i mean it's funny you bring up opera because i'm a huge opera nut <laughs> <laughs> okay, you watch like the whole ring cycle for like nine hours right you sat Whoa. in like the same place for like nine hours and wow watched it. didn't you say that no, I didn't do that. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was, you, should I was... ne- you should just uh, cancel Wagner. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I have seen it all, just not in the same sitting. Because but then, uh, what, what, Christ, are, what are you know brides going to march to without Wagner? <laughs> that's true. Canon and D. I was going to make an intermission joke about how Jess didn't watch it, the nine-hour ring cycle with with an intermission, but this dinner had one. <laughs> that's a good joke. I, I can't make that joke. <laughs> they now. felt equally Jeez, long. Like, the seats would have to come with a toilet, like if you had to sit through that without <laughs> even getting up. Oh my god, the combination lazy boy slash toilet. Yeah. From Homer Idiocracy. Simpson invented that in, in the Simpsons. I mean, it, for oh, you Simpsons episode. out there. 
<laughs> oh, how, how many oh. how many courses was this meal um it had the standard i like there's i think it was like four or five no it's not that many yeah, it's just, I mean, it's okay. drawn out and it's formal, it's a formal setting, so each step, you know, okay. takes a while. There was a 30, there was a 30 slide PowerPoint presentation for each course, right? Oh, like God, this, yeah. <laughs> describing the provenance and the... really, <laughs> like, waiters earn, earn their money, uh, like, standing there reciting these, these specials, and each special has, like, 50 ingredients, and, you know, they recite, like, location, like, sourcing right. for all these ingredients yes, and stuff. Right. Like, and the pig was raised yeah. by his mother, and yeah. I, I never got those specials. And, you know, you guys never got those. I'm the type who like <laughs> looks at menus like way before I go to the restaurant, and I like envision myself eating it. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to eat that. So when I get there, and this guy's like telling me about the special about some like quail or some like uh, you know dorado, or they call like, no, 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 I already made it up my mind. You know, you don't have to tell me about this. I already know what we want. So. I don't know about you guys. I get the special sometimes, but I'm like you. I, I look at the menu, so I, I envision what my meal is going to be, and I, like, prime myself for that moment. Yeah, I fantasize about it all day. Uh, <laughs> but then, like, so the so the specials to me are a challenge in that case. Like, I'll listen. Like, okay, can you can you entice <laughs> me with this? Like, the, the bar is set. So I, I'm very unlucky with the fact that, like, I will I'll look up stuff occasionally that I want to eat. I'll get to the restaurant. I'll order it. And like half the time, it seems like they'll say they don't have it. So I'm very uh, much a what? guy that listens. <laughs> I'm very much a guy that listens to the specials because they always have the specials. What What are you eating? Like condor eggs? Like what? Why are they running <laughs> out of stuff so much? I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. When I was in Korea this last time, like the first night, we go out and like we just go like down the street from where the Airbnb we were staying. And we wanted, like, we had read about this, like, or we saw this place and it was like, oh, yeah, it's going to have good, like, samgyeopsal and all the meat. They had run out of meat. They were going to close. I was in fucking Korea and the restaurant ran out of meat. All right. So, like, I, I went out, I went overseas and it happened to me. So, I, I am very unlucky with that. I do remember once in Korea, they had a pork How shortage. does a Korean restaurant so... run out of samgyeopsal? I don't well, know. I, I, I told you there was like a time in Korea, like for I guess a season or so, they had a pork shortage. They also had like a like a lettuce shortage, so they didn't have the the sam. <laughs> uh, so that was uh-huh. that would <laughs> the crisis, you know, national yeah, crisis. Yeah, that would have been that definitely would have been a crisis. But yeah, I don't I don't know, Jess. I, I we it they were out of meat, and uh, you know, I was very like I was like, all right, we're getting back on the plane. No, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I get very unlucky. So I'm actually one to to like. I like specials. Well, okay. So bringing it back to because uh, it felt very therapeutic to bash on uh, my friend's husband in his one moment of idiocy. He's a nice guy. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I still know him. We still we still hang out sometimes. Um, like I don't want I don't want anyone to come away thinking like he's a total asshole or, or no, anything no. like that. Like I I think, you think he listens uh, to he this podcast. I don't think so. My friend sometimes does. So maybe I'll... I'll <laughs> I didn't know this was going to happen, but I'm going to, like, slide, you know, slide this into your text. Like, hey, take it out your <laughs> your terrible dinner is forever immortalized. Um, uh, so, I mean, he's... An, I, and I think they had a really good talk after that. You know, they have two good, children now. Good. Strong family. Uh, nothing but love, right? So, like, it's not... I don't mean to say, like, people like this are, are to be canceled or, you know, or anything... Uh, it's just some, it's just, if you see it, you know, it's worth learning from it and then doing your best to approach it with, you know, love and respect and, you know, blah, 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 all that touchy feely shit. Um, 
but <laughs> pulling it back, like you're talking, like Oxford, you talked about, you know, how does it feel to be treated like, uh, to be potentially distrustful of men of color because they might elevate uh, white uh, so much? I guess in my particular case, it isn't really so much white as it is a tension between uh, white and uh, like fob, like fresh off the boat, new immigrant or Asian Asian women. Uh, I do feel that like getting, I do feel, uh, a I do feel like I am stuck in a certain sense, like not quite this, not quite that. And I think it does play into the anxieties of a lot of Asian women. Wait, are you saying that? Asian American women feel like Asian men either pedestalize white women or like Asian Asian women, but Asian American yes. women kind of. Oh uh, mm, yeah, yeah. You know, I I get that sense because I I I mean this is just I'm I'm trying to put myself in the mind of like an Asian American woman, and I would think that you know like these these Asian guys um you know they can always you know find like a like an Asian Asian wife and she could be. I mean, I, th I think the stereotype maybe like 20 years ago was that all, you know, Asians are just like fobbed or kind of, um, you know, rough or like peasant-like or whatever. But now it's like almost like if you're Asia, you, you almost are like higher status. You're probably more fashionable. You may mm -hmm. be more well-traveled, mm -hmm. uh, more cultured, etc. Um, so you, you're like, okay, these guys can go back. I mean, I guess they there's nothing stopping them from going to Asia, but uh, there's probably like a, a lot more cultural barriers. Uh, you know, some real, some kind of stereotype, but still, it's like easier for, for like an Asian American guy to to find a girlfriend or wife from Asia. But Asian American women feel like they don't have that option. So, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, like yeah. me projecting my mindset is like, yeah, I, I would think that that's a legit fear. And, you know, there are quite a few, you know, Asian American guys who do that. Um, yeah. You know, n not like, you know, not like fobs from the country kind of thing, but, you know, like 1.5 no, like gen, maybe, cities, things city, like that. City girls. Yeah. Or, you know, even even if it's Asian, Asian, like from the city, like they might, they have money, they have education. There is no status or class barrier, right? Like there's no big gap. It's not some, it's not, uh, it's not like sex padding, right? <laughs> Nothing close to that. They, these are marriages between peers. Uh, but at the same time, it does put uh, the second generation Asian American woman in kind of a tricky place as it relates to Asian men. Um, it's, uh, like, yeah, our, you know, our friend Philip, who uh, has been on the pod uh, before, has talked about um, that one dinner party he went to where he was the only Asian man and everyone else was an Asian woman, but partnered with a white man. That's right. Um, Oh, wait, I, I think what happened, I don't know if that's what happened, but, uh, at least the story I'm thinking of, he was at some kind of company retreat, and there was an Asian woman there who, uh, asked, uh, somebody to set her up with, like, Google engineers. But, but they had to be white. Oh, no, I think we're thinking of different stories. I think, same Philip, but different stories. Um, and yeah, he definitely listens to this pod, like so. Uh, he can he can correct us, um, <laughs> but I just bring that up because correct. I've been in the situation where I've been uh, the only second generation um, like Asian American woman at parties with second generation Asian men and and their fob partners or wives. Mm, interesting. Uh huh. Um, and you can really feel you can really feel it in that case. Like it's and I know the stereotype the stereotype blew me away um when I first heard about it that the second gen looks down on uh on fobs because that's not the life I lived. Um 
in my experience, the fobs are always, you know, they're, they're wealthier, they're way more cultured, they, you know, if they come into contact with me, that means that, you know, they have some, they're here, um, they're here to study, which already means that they're the cream of, the, you know, they're very well educated, possibly the cream of the crop back home, right? So uh, on every metric, it's, I mean, they're more fluent in their home language than a second generation Asian person would ever be. Um, so, you know, it does feel awkward to be in a situation like that. Um, but then why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you do the same thing as the guys? I mean, you could just go to Korea and pick yourself up a man there. I could. <laughs> Scoop him up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it's quite the same dynamic. Just grab though. him by the dick, right? <laughs> That's, right. That's right. <laughs> but it's an easier handle. It's an easier handle. Um, I, I don't. I don't think the the dynamic is quite the same though. Like like uh, Oxford, you were saying like um, the the Western Asian American man actually sort of has a little bit of a um, prestige in Asia still because even though they're not white, um, they are Western and American maybe, uh, and that still has some sort of cachet. I don't think like the the Asian like the Korean man quite sees the Asian American woman. In the same way, yeah. maybe what about I'm wrong. All those I just K dramas where like the girl is this like sassy bitch, and like the guy just wants to hold her purse. I feel like the American Asian woman just like totally fits that bill. Yeah, it, sh- yeah, it should I, really. Um, it should. But I, but... I think there's just not. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I think. I think it goes. I think it goes both ways. I. I, I think the. I think it goes both ways in that the like this Americanized Asian woman doesn't really want the the asian asian guy and the asian asian guy doesn't really you know fantasize about the americanized asian woman i think if he wants like a westernized woman yeah, he's he thinking like white fantasize about yeah. a, a white woman like yeah. there's like oh there's like these like man on the street types of videos i don't know for some reason like, korean guys think ukrainian women are really i don't know where this stereotype comes from in that i just find that very <laughs> odd because if, if you, i i know there's like a stereotype of eastern european women but it's like why not why not why not Russian women, right? I, I guess maybe Russia's kind of scary because of Putin and, like, the Soviet Union. But I guess Ukraine is kind of friendly in the same way, like, like Korea is, like, the friendly East Asian country to, to America. Uh, China's the kind of scary one. So I guess to, to Korean guys, maybe Ukraine is, is the, the nice one. Russia's kind of scary. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a kind of this mutual lack of maybe, like, fantasy that, that goes on. But, yeah, Diana, you're right. I think in modern times, there's a lot less of that barrier um than it should be and yeah i mean I, I think i would i would love to see those types of relationships where you have the i guess the the, the asian asian guy and the, and the asian american woman i think that's a fascinating relationship i think it depends on um where the inten- the couple intends to live oh um, yeah i think it'd yeah. be different if i were to go to korea uh and intend to live there and then find a life partner there uh, as opposed to if uh, we intended to live in the states, uh, so I I think uh, an say a Korean man in my case uh, would have a harder time accepting living in the U.S. where I would have maybe the linguistic social social edge as opposed to Korea yeah. where he would. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I went on a blind date that was, it went so badly, in Korea. Oh. I, I, 
Sogeting, yeah. right? Or maybe it's a, a, a son. Yeah. No, maybe it was a, it was a friend of uh, of my older cousin. Um, so he's like, yeah, he's um, so completely vetted. Um, I mean, I liked the guy. It's just we we had a good time. It's just it was not gonna work out because he, my cousin, just introduced it, it, the idea of me to his friend as un-American. Like my idiot cousin did not specify. Uh, oh. That, oh no. <laughs> that I was actually Korean. He just said, my, right. you know, my American, you know, my American cousin. I, I see where uh, this and is you know going. how in Korean, it, yeah. So he just, he, so, I mean, I don't know. I barely know what he looks like, right? You see a picture, but, you know, that's, that's worth jack all when you actually come to face to face with someone. So I just see this guy like circling the, the restaurant, like for like 10 minutes, right? <laughs> oh, no. Because he's looking for a white girl. Of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was your cousin so, thinking that, like, because he had said American and, like, he's Korean and his friend's Korean, that that sort of means that, like, oh, yeah, my cousin, my American cousin is, like, a Korean girl? Was that, was that what he was assuming, he or she? Well, he, he doesn't think that Jess is his cousin. Uh, his, uh, Jess's cousin set him up with the yeah, cousin's what I'm American saying. friend, right? Yeah, yeah so. but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, he, he told his friend that my cousin that you're going to meet is an American. Is an American. Yeah, so he he was expecting a mixed, a wh- like a mixed white person. Yeah. Oh, okay. But like, oh yeah, well I, that's I, true. Yeah, if he, if she introduced that, okay, all right, then he, that's what I okay, mean, okay. right? Is like oh, yeah, that was doing a lot yeah, of work there, and that's why they didn't say Korean American cousin. <laughs> Just yeah. Um, so once we got over that, you know, racial hurdle, <laughs> uh, we ended up doing okay. But like, you know, it, it just, it was just really awkward. Cause he's it, like, like, I don't think this is gonna, like, this can't go anywhere. Cause I'm not going to leave Korea. Right. Like, uh, and I'm not well, gonna, you're, you're I'm not, not gonna intending go to on Korea. moving to yeah. the, moving here. Uh, and he's taught, you know, and he was very aware. Like we actually ended up talking quite a bit. We had to switch to English cause my Korean didn't, didn't take us that far into, uh, like political stuff, sure. But yeah. you know, he was talking about you know he knows how racist it is here. You know how handicapped, uh, how handicapped Asians tend to be. You know how tougher, how much tougher it is in, in a lot of ways. So he's like, I I wouldn't be able to you know actually pull up roots to move there, um, and oh, and you know start a life there. Um, so I'm like, what? All this isn't enough to tempt you? Uh, but like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just His one loss. data point, right? But it, it does make a lot of, it does make intuitive sense to me that, you know, um, in, in, in the gendered game here, uh, that an Asian man would be far less likely than an Asian woman to be, to partner up with an Asian American. And for an Asian American, I mean, some of them, you know, like the guys at that party that I was at, I knew some of them. So, um, you know, a lot of the things that they said about, you know, what they were looking for in a partner um, was, you know, a connection to being Asian, right? That they they very much felt like it was important to them that they retain their heritage, that their children be immersed at, um, and fluent in their home language. Um, so in that case, it seemed like, of course, they would, <laughs> it seems almost inevitable that they would go find an Asian Asian uh, to marry in yeah. that case, yeah. Uh, so, but given that an Asian American, one of them was, I mean, he's he grew up in kind of a weird household. He's uh, like the kind where his parents didn't expect him to learn uh, to speak or learn Chinese. You know the type. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then in adulthood, it was he he kind of reclaimed it. But there's a limit to that that you can do in adulthood. So it was just very important to him to like find a wife who would who is herself more connected to her nationality and her ethnicity and was able to pass that on to their children. Um, so in that case, like, I mean, Asian American women are kind of out. Isn't that true of like Asian American women though, too? They're like a lot, like as yeah. many women as men would have grown up in those situations and want like a partner with which they can like reclaim their roots with. I think so. I, mean, I think I do it happens a lot, a lot of Asian for sure. American, yeah. In my friend group, there's a, quite a few uh, Asian American second generation women who do have relationships with 1.5 or a first generation uh, men. I I was in one of them. Um, I don't think it was that. It's not. Uh, he was 1.5 gen. Uh, so there's st- so you know. Uh, I mean, it was. And he was also Chinese, and I'm Korean, so there's a whole you know other set of intricacies to unpack there too um but it's not uncommon at least in my experience but i think if i had to if if you if i were to just say something definitively it seems like the median asian american woman uh if heritage is important to her and is and she's looking for a, a true partner to you know with a mind towards continuing on heritage and passing it down she would be looking for an asian american man who's second gen her himself why is that um i i've thought about that too jess um like with with you know uh i married a korean american woman i'm a korean adoptee who you know didn't grow up with a direct connection to my heritage and i've always you know i've looked back and sort of thought about like if my dating choices or my preferences or history was guided by that desire and whether, you know, and, and I think it has. I, I think I definitely dated who I dated because of, you know, my desire to have someone who could either, you know, I, I've dated some adoptees as well, but like that could understand that experience. But then, you know, I dated people who I thought would, you know, sort of get me closer to um, something I, I, that was taken from me and, and that I lost. Um, so yeah, I could see, I could see, you know, Asian Americans even having like Asian American, you know, parents, um, having that desire as well. Um, especially growing up in America and, you know, the white society that we live in. Um, so yeah, I can understand that. Um, but it's interesting that you would say that, 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 uh, Asian American women would try to find an Asian American man, but then that Asian American men sort of try to go for like Asian, Asian women. Um, and I wonder why that is like, why that there's that difference. Yeah. I think, I, I think that's, that's a, oh, I mean, Jess, you can finish, but I think that's like, oh, we can do a whole other pod. <laughs> We're trying to crank yeah. in yeah, the true. last few minutes. So I mean, just to tease it then for further inquiry, I think it does come down to gendered expectations of child rearing and what it means to actually like the actual mechanics of transmitting a heritage. Interesting. Um, yeah, so it makes, especially since language, you know, if you want them immersed and fluent, you have to start young, right? Um, and this was explained to me by a friend of mine who did who did go, who actually, you know, walked this walk. Um, so it was very important to him that he find a, uh, a first-gen uh, Chinese, a Mandarin-speaking woman 
who would be able to transmit that language and that culture perfectly down to down to their children. I mean, and I asked him, well, like you barely speak it, you know, what a that kind of means that's a heritage that your wife and your children will share that you're a little cut out from. Uh, And B, if I mean, you're going to be their parent, too. Uh, so what, what's, what's the deal here? Why is that? Why is, why is finding a wife who can do this of paramount importance in that it's like an actual, like deal breaker kind of criteria in, in your dating choices? And he's like, well, that's because that's who's going to raise, be with the children, you know, early on. Uh, we can talk about, you know, gendered burdens and child rearing, but as it stands right now, it's true. Women have more, uh, women have more contact with children in their early years, at least. So it's a very, it's a, it's a reality. It's, if that's important to you, then it kind of is critical to have a, uh, a wife who's able to do that, a mother for your children who's able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, we are getting along here. So a- any closing thoughts? This is a really, this is such a like unexpected, unexpected. But, uh, <laughs> great, great detour of a discussion. Uh, any closing thoughts, anybody? Don't take shit from white people. Period. <laughs> Or Please Asians. don't take uh-huh. shit from white people. Or Asians, or anybody. anybody. Just know what you're about. Yeah. yeah. I guess the main reason that I wanted to do this pod was because, like, you know, there's, like, obvious uh, racist things that happen. But then there's also these other things, right? Like, uh, when, it, when this happened to me, it just made me think of um, one of my um, black comedy friends she was saying like she a lot of times she'll just like walk down the street you know and she just like has no idea whether uh she she just experienced like a person's bad day or a a racist experience you know stuff like that and it's just like so much harder getting through the day and one of my uh white comedy friends was like like what do you mean by that like what what does like racism look like to you and i thought about it and it's like it's basically just like it just seems like everybody is having a worse day more of the time because it's just like these um these like more violent you know interactions happen and like race is never spoken of at least not you know in a white liberal space like where i live you know but it's always there it's always implied and that's the kind of interaction that really messes with you you know that's a lot of stuff that happens you know to me growing up that like i didn't really know what it was and like i i would like for somebody to say like this is what it is it doesn't matter if you explain it to a white person or if like all the other white people in this situation say this is not what's going on like if you know something's wrong like follow that like listen to your gut and just stand your fucking ground yeah very well said um mark unless you got something to say i think i think we're no i think that's winding up point yeah fuck i'm I'm like all sweaty because like for this like podcast, I gotta close all the windows to you know to make sure there's no background noise. Like, obviously, can't turn on the air conditioning. I gotta take a shower after this. <laughs> talking about te- ice, talking Wait. talking about tempting our listeners, Oxford. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Play some porno music as an outro. Listening like a honey glazed pig right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. 
Okay, we're gonna have to make this, this a, a bonus pod. We gotta, yeah. we gotta <laughs> tempt the ladies with that. All right, Oxford this is, condo uh, is a glazed donut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this was um, a great detour we took. I think it was a very uh, interesting discussion we had. Uh, I really enjoyed having all of you and listeners i hope you enjoyed listening to that and join us for another episode in uh, next week escape from planet you know you know you know us please subscribe blah 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 uh, until next time bye everyone bye bye, bye. bye.